Hey, Combo Nation, we're back in full effect for episode 403. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button for bonus content and more. Check out the Combos Court Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the description for that. Today's show, Mike Hurd of Through the Wire joins in to talk about what NBA players could take a leap this season, both LA teams, podcasting, and more go subscribe to through the wire wherever you listen to podcasts and on youtube intro music by luca beats let's get into it Three-fourths of uh, Through the Wire have been on the pot already, which is great. But what's up, man? What's new? How are you, Mike? I'm doing good, man. I'm enjoying my off-season. Well, I guess it's my off-season, too, because, like, you know, basketball's not going on. But I've been really streaming. Just I'm a big movie guy, so that's what I've been doing. I'm a big horror, horror movie guy, so that's what I've been on. But I'm ready for the season to start back up, though, too. It's like, it's part of me. It's like you get kind of like that mental fatigue because it's just like basketball every day. But then it's just like, you know, I kind of need that, you know? Yeah, but time. you've been pod- – like, you guys still podcast all the way through in a way. I mean, you guys find topics. Yeah. Do you ever take a real break? Not really, right? Not really. It's just – I'd say it's more of a break because in the off season, it's just like my nights are a little bit more free. You know, when basketball season is coming around, it's like from 6 to 11, it's just like basketball, you know? So yeah. this one is just a little bit more, I guess, like, like you said, I get I get the the nighttime a little bit more. Yeah, I but feel like still year round, you know. For that's me. a fact. That's what I was about to say. Like I feel like that there's been EuroBasket 2022. There's been all the summer leagues, obviously NBA summer league, and then like mm-hmm. you have the crossover league and the Drew league, and LeBron shows up to that. Like I feel like it's been like a busy off season and a lot to talk about. It really has. It really has. Maybe it's just because maybe the the season feels so much busier, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to it. It's just like, okay, maybe it's a little step. It's a little bit of a break, even though I'm kind of doing work. But yeah, a lot of stuff's been going on. Summer League was Summer League was great. Who impressed you? Um, Who impressed you in Summer League? I was so uh, one of my guys, Josh Christopher, who I like, they rolled him back out there. And I guess they just gave him the keys because he was just really taking advantage of all like the shots and everything like that. So I was just like, okay. I don't know how much is they're they're going to be asking him to do that when it comes to regular season, but I like that they actually gave they let him do that though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of those guys get the keys that they wouldn't get in the regular season. So like, how are they going to fit next to star players is really the question in a lot of ways. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess depending on what they do in the future, he's probably looking at like that off the bench six man energy type role right now. So they need that backup scoring. And, you know, he showed it. I think that's good for him. Time to think about who else really. I mean, he, he has a lot of energy on defense too, which is always good. Yeah. He would look like last year. And I guess that's not saying much considering, you know, what their roster looked like, but he was hard to take off the floor, you know, with all his energy. I know you got, it was crazy because I wanted to talk to you about this yesterday. And then I seen your pod come up, like who's going to take a leap. But that's actually yeah. like was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. There's a lot of players that could take a leap this season. 
Um, I like Wendell Carter. I've been talking about him for a while. I cover the magic for the Believe Network, so we talk about the magic mm-hmm. a lot. But Tyrese Halliburton is kind of an obvious one because he already did take a leap like the second half of the season, but they weren't really like in any – like nobody cares about what the Pacers were doing at that point. Cade Cunningham yeah. is obviously another guy who's going to take like, take a leap. Like who are you looking at to take that leap this season? Uh, I was – Selling them on a pod, and one guy that really came came to to mind was Jaden McDaniels. I've been, you know, really liking him the past couple of years that he's been in the league. I feel like he's kind of been a little underrated, and um, I I just really like the length. You know, I like guys that are real like versatile, that are six ten, long wingspans. And you know, same thing with Josh Christopher. Like when you're playing defense, it's hard to take you off the floor. Um, and with the they're going to the, – the the Timberwolves, it's going to be hard for them not to be good this season, at least be able to make the playoffs and all that type of jazz. Like, as long as people are watching the Timberwolves with this whole, like, Rudy Gobert's now there and their situation going on, I feel like people are going to really start to like Jaden McDaniels. Did you like that move that they made? Like, the big move, all that – I mean, they leveraged their whole future to get Rudy in there. I mean, I, to me, it's like a bet on Anthony Edwards. I talked about this they before. Did. They did. From, if, from a perspective – of like a championship because you think that would be the goal for all teams it looks like a real risky move for the Timberwolves who just made the playoffs back again since Jimmy Butler and before that it's just like they were no they didn't look like they were ever going to make it and so now you got a guy that almost guarantees you to get to the to the playoffs so it's just like that looks like another step for the as a franchise rather than everybody want to critiquing them on you know this is not a championship team you know yeah. Pat Bev leaves. I mean, I hope that energy he gave them because I feel like he was a lot of what their culture and energy was. He was what they were missing. I hope that sticks with them somewhat and they don't mm-hmm. lose that with his. I mean, he departed to the Lakers. We'll see if he brings it to the Lakers, but I hope they keep some of that because I think I feel like he really had a great impact on that team. Jimmy Butler, I want to say, kind of started ingraining that kind of like grit and like, you know, fight back attitude. But I don't think they really. And this is with Andrew Wiggins and them, so it's a little bit of a different roster. But right. I felt the same way, the same way with them. Like, is that leaving in Andrew Wiggins and Cat? And I mean, it didn't really do it, but I guess Patrick Beverly kind of brings a little bit of a different, you know, type of energy to it. But I think just having that success is is going to give them a little bit more grit. You know, now that they're really looking like they can make the playoffs, and can we get to the second round? Can we get to the conference finals? Those questions need to like start coming into their mind. Yeah, I think Anthony Edwards is a future MVP, and I don't think we're that far from it. How do you feel about Anthony Edwards and where he lands? Do you feel he could take that major leap at superstardom soon? Like, it, could it even be this year? MVP, I think it's going to be tough. I think it would, he would be in that same type of area MVP talks as, like, how John Morant was with all the, you know, highlights, scoring, and all Do, that. Don't you feel things. his ceiling is higher than even Jaws in a lot of ways? I I still don't know what John Morant's ceiling is. You know, if he if he That's starts true. unlocking that three point shot, it's just like okay, maybe yeah. we got you know some some uh, you know some crazy here. But I still you know you can say a lot of the same things about Anthony Edwards. You know, can he really be a lockdown? Can he really dial in defensively? You know, he has all the tools. How strong is yeah. the Hawks? Can he you know up his playmaking? Get I've seen him make a lot of good passes and a lot of good playmaking. But there's also games where he doesn't like to pass the rock. So it's just like. I think the more he rounds out his game, he's going to be into the, the MVP level. Um, 
But it's just so many guys, like the big guys, like the Giannis's, the Joel Embiid's, the Jokic, the Phillip, the Stash. It's just hard to overcome that for MVP nowadays. It's funny. They say it's a small ball league, but you're right. Like when it comes to MVP, all those bigs are in the mix, but they're like hybrid bigs. They're not the old post-up yeah, bigs yeah, like yeah, we yeah, used yeah, to see, yeah, you know? Sure. So the Lakers get Schroeder. Um, he's like another good basketball player, but doesn't really fit right. You know, it's like, yeah, I guess they got like Pat Bev and Schroeder who are plus basketball players that can help you win games in the regular season and the playoffs. But how does that fit together if they don't make another move? Or do you feel like another move is inevitable? At this point, I I keep saying I think another like another move is gonna happen. I see all like the the articles and like all the headlines that say that you know the Lakers are ready to just keep Russell, but the way the roster is and LeBron James getting older, I just don't see how that how you think that's an actual like plausible move to make. You know if the things are there, and you know you like what you see on the court, you think that we you know we're bringing in Patrick Beverly who is a who who could help us win in the playoffs. Dennis Shooter. I was really high on him the first time around. I think he's going to be, you know, super good still. It's going to be questioned with the playoffs because, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis, they really need people who are going to stretch the floor. And yeah. so that's always a little question with Dennis Shooter. But, right, you know, I think that it's just like you have to bring play. Bogdanovich would be an eight. Like, you got to look at the Lakers in a, a way different light if they add a, a wing of that type of talent, you know. So I think that the Lakers are kind of forced to almost trade Russell Westbrook. It's going to look silly for them not to. Especially it's like if the deals are on the table and it's only because of the picks, you're going to probably look at back at this because the Lakers have had a lot of bad, you know, decisions with Alex Caruso and, and players like that where they kind of overlook and now they come back and it kind of bites them. And so I hope KCP, you know, right? KCP. Yep. Like, yeah, I just, you know, hope that they start looking like maybe we should start things that we think are not the right move because Moves lately have been really questionable, but Darvin Ham, I think, has been one of the best, you know, offseason. Just that different mentality and more grit. The more Frank Vogel was a defensive coach, but he wasn't. I actually, I can't even blame it anything on Frank Vogel. The defense, we didn't even have like the, we didn't even have the tools to be a good defensive team last season, especially when with Anthony Davis out. But I think that we could be a better defensive team this year with the roster. And I think Darvin Ham is just going to, he's going to give the players like a refreshment. You know, they're going to be refreshed with, you know, a new a new guy in the locker room. Yeah, what players do you think make sense? I mean, you mentioned Bogdanovich. Obviously, Buddy Heald's a guy that could help them. Yeah. But are there other teams that – because everybody always wants to throw I, – I, Pierre always talks about this. Like, you just want to make a trade that only makes sense for one team. Like, we could say a lot of people, right? But are there mm-hmm. trades out there that you see that could make sense for the Lakers and the team they're trading to to get, like, more shooters, more defense, better wings? I – Honestly, don't for for the Lakers situation, they don't really have anything positive to give up for other teams, except for, I guess, the picks are probably the most valuable thing, the picks and the cap space. You know, I think that's the most valuable thing right there. I think in in some type of light, the way the Lakers are right now, with LeBron getting older too, and when that time comes, I don't really don't know how the Lakers will look. You know, I don't know how them picks are going to look. So I those picks would kind of look a little appetizing me, a little like you got to be intrigued by it a little bit. But I really don't see a lot of positive, like positive things that come back from the Lakers. You know, I, they're they're kind of like in a win-win situation if they deal Russell. The way I think it goes is that they're not going to be like legit title contenders, but they're just going to be a lot better than last season. Like the expectations aren't even that high right now. So I think they're going to yeah. be pretty okay, but just not good enough to win a title, especially if they don't make a move like. 
I guess there's like a world where like Anthony Davis and LeBron could just out talent everybody. I guess there is yeah. that world. Um, you can't deny that, but they'll probably be a little bit better than last year and they'll get people hyped, but just the fit doesn't seem right for playoff situations. It doesn't, it doesn't. It, and uh, it's on some like non funny stuff. I literally play for the Lakers on my team and the bench is like, they roll out terrible people, you know, like the, the roster is bad compared to a lot of the other teams. So it's just like, we're already at that disadvantage to look at. And, I agree. It's it's a slim chance LeBron and Anthony Davis somehow outtailing people, but I, I'm just looking at a positive to build off last season because last season was so bad. I think that making the playoffs and being a positive team on the court, I think that's just what I'm looking forward to coming up to next season. Before I think like we actually got a chance to make you know be be a championship team again. Yeah, what teams are you looking forward to watch this season? One of my lower tier team, lower tier teams. You talked about it with the pace with Tyrese. Uh, mentioning the summer league, Benedict Matherin. I, I really liked how he was. Yeah, I, I liked him from the jump from like Arizona. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he looked kind of like he just knew what he was doing out there. You know, he looked like a second year guy. So the pace is one team. Um, I want to see the Clippers. You know, this is yeah, first of all, they have John Wall there, so we get to see John Wall back in the team that has played meaningful basketball. And then I've been talking about this, talking about this on the pod, but like they haven't done ever since they got together, they haven't done anything. So I feel like they need to be hungry and, you know, they, Kawhi is still probably going to low, low manage and everything, but they need to be out there. They need to be playing and showing everybody, you know, getting themselves ready. I think con- continuity, like going into the playoffs is a real thing. That's kind of what I helped the Celtics. Like they got hot at the right time in the second half of the season. I think the Clippers yeah. need to kind of like roll on that because they they haven't really played together like that. Yeah, like I feel like the X factor for the like we're we're talking about the LA team. So like to me, the X factor for the Lakers is just like how Anthony Davis plays, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big X factor for them always. <laughs> and then for the Clippers, it's really just health. Because if they're healthy and John Wall could be anything close to what he was, they're dangerous. I mean, defensively, yeah, offensively. Too. Yeah, I mean, deep like too. they're just a great two-way team. Yeah. 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 And I think they're like, you bring in John Wall, who, you know, probably you just you walk into a starting starting point guard and then you bring in Reggie Jackson, who's been great for you. He's now coming off the bench or something, depending on how they do the rotation. But either way, you have, like you, you mentioned, you got the depth. I think they're going to be really, I think they could be a top five defensive team this year if they're healthy. How do you feel about the new look Cavs? I think, I think they're going to be a fun ass team. You know, I, yeah. I, I thought Darius Garland was really good almost by himself last season, you know, as a, as a main ball handler. But right. adding a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who does nothing, I mean, who has a lot of positives, but we mostly know he can score the ball. It just seems like a, a good fit. You know, but defensively, I think they can hang, too. Evan Obi, a coral, Jared, I mean, a coral helps that, a right? Coral, yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland should be more than enough to generate the offense. If they can just carry defensively, I think they're going to find a mix. And as the season goes, like, it's a long season. They have they have time to see who really works for the role players for them, who what, what, what rotations work, you know, what's the closing lineup looking like. and Because they, they have a lot of different options they can go. 
Yeah, I feel like there's varying degrees on how people feel about um, Evan Mobley's ceiling, and it just really comes down to like how good of an offensive player you think he would become because the defense is already elite. Yeah, I was gonna say like the ceiling you could question the ceiling, but the floor is just so high; it's like almost whatever. Like right yeah. out the gate, you got almost all you got an all defensive you know defender who I think that. With his size, he's going to cause a lot of problems in the playoffs when you look at, like, players like Kevin Durant, players like Giannis. He, he's going to be the one that steps up, and he's probably going to be half the guard in these guys, and I, I think he's got it like this. Katie would be an issue, though. Oh, I'm not saying he's, he's stopping them, but I'm just yeah, saying yeah. I, I, he's, he's the guy taking on that challenge. I think he's probably going to do a good job. I know, like, I think, who was it? Uh, with the Celtics, Grant Williams stepped up, and he was the guy that guards Kevin Durant. I think he could be in that same type of light. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not saying it's easy by any means. John yeah, through a I, I feel wall, like I feel like the Celtics were just so much more equipped than like any other team to throw bodies at him. You know, like yeah, I sure. mean, the Cavs are obviously a good defensive team because you have you have those two bigs at a Coro, but it's like it's still tough to. They don't really have guys to throw at Giannis and KD. Not that anybody does, but like the Celtics just had like guys that it, like even Al Horford could kind of like body up like and then obviously yeah. Tatum and Brown. That's what gave them such an advantage. Well, what I would say the positive for them is regardless if Evan Mobley or Isaac Curl, whoever's taking on a, the, the Giannis or Kevin Durant assignment, they have Jared Allen defend them, the, defending the rim for them. So that that's their, you know, their guy back there. So they're going to be able to have that, that, that old jazz effect where they have that confidence to push up and, you know, make players uncomfortable. Yeah. How you, you guys been hooping lately? You four through the wide, like, how does that look? How does that look when you guys go to the gym? <laughs> it looks, it, you know what? I feel like we, we need either somebody to either step up a little bit or we need a, a real fifth. Cause when it's Wait, do, you, do you guys, do you guys usually play together? Uh, when we head to where we're at the gym together, we try to, um, I think like one of the last times here, like I'm done playing because our compositions, we just don't fit together. It's mostly just like me and Pete trying to like jack up shots because KB, like he just wants to play his role. Like he, he, he's a play to his IQ. He plays defense, makes smart passes, but he doesn't look to score or anything like that. And D Mills, his stamina is not that good. You know, he probably is giving it his all for like three possessions. And it's you just got, like, you guys been going at it at, <laughs> on the ones, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just like it now that I just be hanging it over his head now. It's just like that that bragging right thing. It's 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 funny because it's nothing but inside jokes with it. So. What's Pierre's game looking like these days? I honestly, he just looks like he's always got the same game every time I see him. I know he don't hoop like that, but I know he be telling he he be saying like he be running on a treadmill, he be trying to eat right and everything like that. So I don't know what definitely got to be in way better shape than D Mills. When I when I go against him, but I feel like he he's gonna have some rust on him because he don't he don't hoop like that. Yeah, I need yeah. to get back into the gym myself though. I be it's just when you make it when you say like when you miss out on a couple of days, you start to just start like well, it keeps well, going. You know what is, what is stopping you? Uh, I'm lazy, honestly. You're just lazy. And it's just like. Yeah, and it's just so, like, the gym I go to, it's, like, special times I go to because it's, like, certain guys running. And so, like, out of out of seven days, it's, like, three three days I'll go. And it's, like, if I miss a day, I'm, like, I'll just I feel, I, I, I feel like a great thing for you would be, like, just work out first thing in the morning. Like, get it out the way. 
You know, that's not a bad idea because I am a morning person. So, like, I don't mind waking up and going. Because if you think it's about it, like, even even if it's not basketball, like, you're lifting weights, you're running, then you could do that. And if people are playing ball later, then you could get, like, you could play again, like, even after and get your workout out the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, there's a, there's a, so I'll be going to export. I don't know if you have that gym by you. I heard you guys talking about it before, but not. Is that a chain gym? Like, is that in, like, different states? Uh, or is it just Chicago? I could not tell you. I feel like okay. it has to be a chain. I feel like it has to be some. Okay. Else. They got a basketball court in um, there though, right? Yeah, they got. So the one I have a few by me, there's like two that are one of like 15 minutes away or so. And then there's like one that's five minutes away, but it's like one of those expresses. So it doesn't have a basketball court and it just has like the weights or whatever. So I could, you know, start going to the express one and then later on in the day, if I'm filling it, go try to hoop or whatever. But that'd be my thing because I don't know why, but I'm I be past the point of just always just shooting around by myself. I just be wanting to run games and stuff like that. So I'd be getting discouraged when it's like I get there and nobody's in the gym. It's like damn. Do you do you hit the weights? I I've been trying to get my my mind right to like, yeah, I really need to, but I've never been the workout guy. Even when I was in like basketball and like football when I was in high school, it's just like <laughs> I was lackadaisical on the weights. Like, you like, that's not no fun. Like, I want to go out there in the field or something. It's so important for you, bro, especially as you get older, like bone density. Really just, is. yeah. It like, really I'd say, like, the most important things to do, obviously, hooping's the most fun. So, you, yeah. I mean, you're going to want to do that. But just, like, doing something where you're moving your feet, doing something that you're lifting weights and staying flexible. And you don't have to do it. You don't have to be crazy. You don't have to work out, like, four hours a day. Like, if you just spent, like, 20 minutes on each of those a day, I think it can make like a big difference. And often like 20 minutes leads to a lot more, you know, because yeah. you're there already. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 When I, especially yeah, when I'm, when I'm hooping at the gym, I feel like I kind of get lost in the time. You know, I feel like I could get there at five and I'll check my phone. It'll be like eight o'clock. Like, yeah. Man. Yeah. Growing up, like, I mean, obviously you guys are doing great things with the podcast, but that wasn't even a career path back then, right? When you were growing up, you didn't look like, oh, one day I'm going to do a podcast. What were you thinking about doing as you were growing up? Has it, I don't want to say a surprise for you, but how has it been for you like going through this journey? Because I'm sure it's not something you thought about, right? Growing up. I mean, everybody hooping wants to make the NBA like that. That's what most hooper, I don't know if that was your thing, but nobody of course, goes, like, of course. I, nobody goes, I'm going to be a podcaster. You know what I mean? I mean, you're podcasting, mm -hmm. I'm podcasting. So how does that feel for you being in a career path that probably wasn't even a career path? Um, it's definitely been an interesting journey, but nonetheless, I've been, you know, enjoying the hell out of it. And right. I think that like podcaster is the main title, but I feel like we're a lot more than that. So I, 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 I just, agree. I, yeah. I just kind of always put it differently. But, you know, it's one of those things that I just wake up and it's just like, I look at a lot of the people and they really, they, they wish they could kind of do, not even trying to be like a bragging, but like, you know how many people I know that would love to be able to talk about basketball and get paid to do it? So I, it's just something I've been really appreciative of. And I've, you know, I always just enjoyed the ride. How long have you been podcasting now? I think we just to like five year mark. Like exactly. Like to me, the way podcasting has changed, like I feel like five years ago or even before that, because... I had Jay Skeets on my show and he they've been podcasting since like 2007. So I don't even know how you got a podcast back then. Like there, was, I, there wasn't really. Oh, apps yeah, for yeah, yeah. I didn't like, even I, know they're like, because they, they do, they were the. The starters on NBA TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was going to say, I didn't know them originally from podcasts. I know them from, you know, off TV and their type of show. So 
Right. Yeah. So they've been, he told me, I'm like, I was just thinking like, where do you get that? So I guess you had to like go on a website. So podcasting been around, like I thought I started early in 2017, but podcasting <laughs> been around a lot longer than, than I've been podcasting, obviously. But like, to me, the biggest difference from like five years ago to today, I felt like back then it was like radio 2.0. And now you almost like need a video component to it. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think the playoff YouTube really helped. Like, like a no jumper type podcast like I think people are enjoying that a lot more from the visual than just like listening to it you know I think the component of the visuals really kind of you know helped it out so do you feel that it's because I think there was like almost debate over it that like if you have a YouTube show can you call it a podcast if you don't put it on audio feed like how do you feel about that can it still be just a video podcast now because it used to be that, no, you don't have a podcast, bro. You're just making videos. But now I feel like maybe you can do that. No, for sure. For sure. I feel like if you're just sitting down recording, talking, that's a podcast. It, it's just got the podcast element to it. It's just being visually recorded right. instead of just all audio. It's still got all the elements. It's not like, I can see where they're coming from, but I, I don't see it that way. Yeah. Mike, great stuff. You know you're not the only Mike Hurd, right, by the way? There's another Mike Hurd. Do you know him? Who, which Mike Hurd are you talking about? See, like, so me and Pete did, uh, We, I don't know if you know this, we we talked, like, basketball on Fridays on IG for, right. for a long time, and then we did Twitter Spaces, but there's a oh, coach, okay. Mike so, Hurd, that Pierre knows, oh. and they always ask if that's you. <laughs> but it's not you. Is, is he, does he, he lives by us, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know him. I know him. <laughs> But um, so we got the Mike Hurd from Through the Wire today, not Mike Hurd from Friday Night Lights, just letting everybody know that they're talking to the Mike Hurd from Through the Wire. But Mike, thanks so much for taking the time. That was a lot of fun, man. Through the Wire. I appreciate your show. You do great work. And um, I really support you guys. And thanks so much for taking the time, bro. Oh, no problem, man. It was nice to meet you, too. Hopefully one day we can meet in person. Maybe we can even hoop together. But thank you for having me, bro. Anytime. Talk soon, bro. There it is, another episode of Combo's Court. Big shouts to Mike for joining in. We appreciate you. Go subscribe to Through the Wire wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Combo Nation, don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button if you would like to support this podcast even further. And to get bonus Combo's Court content, check out the Combos Court Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the description for that. Be on the lookout for episode 404. Combo, out.